0: I'm Kaylee Errett, and you're listening to Episode 20 of Me When I'm Free. Who is this me when I'm free, and why does it even matter? This is the question that has spurred me on for years now. It's led me down some dark roads of healing and up joyful mountains of calling and to this moment right now, still on the journey and inviting you to join me. If it really is true that the glory of God is man or woman fully alive, then it would appear that God would want this even more than we do. But why? Why is this important to him? Doesn't he have more important things to attend to than Whether or not we know ourselves and what we have to bring to the world. These are some of the questions I want us to explore together each week through a simple story, a few moments of reflection, and space to pray. Join me, friend. Recently, I stumbled on a journal entry from a few years ago that I had nearly forgotten. As I read it, tears formed in my eyes. There are moments in our spiritual journey where God surprises us with such clarity. Not all moments are like this, but when they happen, I believe we're meant to hold them close as a good gift from a kind father. On this particular day, as I went to pray, my emotions were strong. I was unsure why, so I decided to ask God about it. As I did, I sensed a quiet prompting to pray for an image or a verse to help me understand or imagine God's face when He looks at me. I had recently been considering this question as I realized that I cannot picture what that might look or feel like. While I had finally come to believe that I am his deeply loved child, there was a hunger to experience this more fully. I then began to read the next passages in the reading schedule that I was following, wondering if it was possible that God might speak to me through them. Nothing in the first passage spoke to this. Then I moved on to the next, Genesis 33. It's a passage about Jacob and Esau's moment of reconciliation, years in the making. When I reached verse 10, I couldn't believe what I was reading. I stopped and read it over and over. Jacob is asking Esau to receive the gifts he has brought and when Esau initially refuses, here is Jacob's response. No, please, said Jacob, if I have found favor in your eyes, accept this gift from me. For to see your face is like seeing the face of God, now that you have received me favorably. Again I read it. For to see your face is like is like seeing the face of God, now that you have received me favorably. So many questions stirred for me in that moment. Namely, what are the chances that this verse about God's face would be in my reading after I felt prompted to pray for a verse about seeing God's face? My guess is that it's pretty slim. But what stirred even more deeply was a parade of memories of moments where I have experienced the sense that others were indeed a window into God's heart, His face, that moment in the counselor's office when I confessed deep shame, and she looked at me with tenderness. Those moments when I told stories in my spiritual direction group that felt risky and it was met with kindness in their eyes. The moments that my husband's face lights up when he sees me. Was God actually answering my question this way, telling me to look for him in the faces of others? As I write this episode now, I now know the rest of the story that I didn't know when writing that journal entry, that it wouldn't be long before I would stumble on the writings of Dr. Jim Wilder, who as a neuroscientist teaches that our brains experience joy in the faces of others who are happy to be with us, which also impacts how we sense God's experience of us. The book, The Other Half of Church, by Wilder and Michael Hendricks, speaks to this. The human brain was designed to look for and run on joy. My joy drops when I sense few faces shining on me and few people happy to be with me. I may start believing that God is no longer happy to be with me. When we are... Unable to experience others as windows into the face of God, our image of God changes. We struggle to experience a secure attachment with Him. While working on this podcast, I feel drawn to pick up Trevor Hudson's book, Discovering Our Spiritual Identity, and discover that chapter one is titled Drawing a Picture of God. Imagine that. He writes, In each of our hearts and minds, there is drawn a picture of God, formed over the years through our interaction with parent figures, church representatives, and our surrounding culture. It significantly influences the way we live our daily lives. So, what do we do when our image of God's face is tainted by how others have expressed disapproval? disappointment or indifference rather than joy toward us. I continue to read in Hudson's book and discover this further on in the chapter. The bottom line of the Christian faith is the amazing claim that God has stepped into human history in the person of Jesus. In Jesus, God comes close and shows his face. The boundless mystery is not something vague and woolly, but someone personal. If we want to get our picture of God clearer, we must look in the direction of Jesus. Through word and deed, dying and rising, Jesus introduces us to what God is really like. Friend, maybe God is inviting you to consider how you imagine him when he looks at you. There is a deep healing that takes place when we can see him through the faces of others who love us well. But the deepest healing and securest attachment comes when we look toward the compassionate face of Jesus who loves us best of all so today, friend, I leave you with these questions and some space to reflect. If it's helpful, I invite you to grab a journal to jot these thoughts down and ponder them throughout the week. Question 1. Have you ever considered what you see when you try to imagine the face of God? Take a moment now to close your eyes and try to picture him. How would you describe what you see? Or maybe like me, you can't picture him at all and might need others to show you how he looks at you. Just notice whatever surfaces now. And question two. I'd like to invite you to imagine yourself in a story about Jesus, whether it be Jesus and Mary or Martha, or Jesus and the woman accused of adultery, or Jesus and Peter. What would it be like to put yourself in that story and to picture Jesus looking at you in those encounters? If you'd like help finding passages to use, I'll add a few to the show notes. Notice if anything shifts in your heart as you see Jesus' face through the eyes of these people. Then, would you take a moment to reflect with me and maybe even journal Number 6, 24-26. These are God's words spoken to Moses to offer as a priestly blessing for his people. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we need help seeing your face. Sometimes the way we imagine it is based on how others have looked at us in unloving ways. Would you help us to find the faces of those who will reflect you in better ways? And would you show us your face in the words of Scripture, through your word and deed, your dying and your rising? It is in your strong name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of me when I'm free. I hope you'll continue to join me on this journey toward wholeness. I'd love a traveling companion. My hope is that you'll see yourself in these stories that I share here. And if nothing else, you'll feel less alone. If you'd like to connect throughout the week You can find me at Kaylee Eret on Facebook and Instagram or at KayleeEret.com. And if you haven't yet, I'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast, and I'd be delighted if you left a review. Thanks for listening, friend. Let's meet back here next week.